Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. So first of all, I would like to thank God, our almighty God, for the privilege and honor that I'm able to stand here. I thank him for my life. Amen. And I would like to thank um, the apostles of the church, um, Apostle Obeng Eshan and the acting Apostle Ochre, following with thanksgiving for, to our pastors for giving me the opportunity to stand here as well. I would like to thank the entire presbytery, our amazing presbytery. And lastly, I would like to thank you, thanking you for availing yourself to come and to receive the word of God this morning. Amen. Amen. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit stunned at this point because what just happened, what our pastor just did when he um, led us into singing and afterwards he he asked us to just let go, let alles los. The exact words that he uitsprak zijn, the words that I here have opgeschreven. These are the words that I wanted us to do, the things that I wanted us to do before we receive from God. Because you know, if you are holding so many things, you're not able to receive. If you're holding things right now, and if I would throw a ball to you, you wouldn't be able to catch it. You would either let go of what you are holding on to and catch what I'm throwing to you. Or you would hold what you are holding and not be able to catch what I'm throwing. So I am, I am very much amazed. And it's again a testament that the Lord our God is in our midst. Amen. Amen. So we know what the theme of the, the month is, right? And the theme is what? The theme is what? Amen. And it's taking from? Amen. So if we say that the church is marching on, it means that the church was not standing still. In order for something to be marching on, to be moving on, it means that it was already in movement. Amen. So we thank God for an ongoing church. Amen. I would like us to, to just take a glance quickly from January up until now. Who all, who, who remembers Safe Crusade? Do you remember Safe Crusade? When we talk about Safe Crusade, it's, it seems like it was a long time ago, right? But it wasn't that long ago. This is one of the pictures that was taken from Safe Crusade. And who also remembers the gospel bus? The gospel bus, the bus that is now going with us every time, wherever we are going. And I am saying these things to bring your mind to a point that you are thankful, to a point that you are grateful. Many a times we, we receive so many things. We receive our prayers are answered and then we lived in answered prayers and we get accustomed to it. And then we forget that actually now I am standing in an answered prayer. This room you are sitting in is an answered prayer. The person you are sitting next to is an answered prayer. You are an answered prayer. So as you are sitting here, I want, your, I want you to be thankful. I want you to have a thankful heart as we are about to receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. So as our theme is taken from 
Matthew 16 verse 18 we've learned throughout the weeks now we've been learning a lot on Sundays and also during Bible Academy Bible Bible amen so we've learned um, I will read later on but I want to do a short recap so we've learned that in Matthew 16 verse 13 going on Jesus asked his disciples a question and he asked them who do you think who do who do people think I am and last week our pastor John asked us to ask your neighbor who do you think I am and I hope your neighbor was honest to you and if he wasn't then ask the one sitting next to you now who do you think I am Better yet, what have you heard of me? What are people saying about me? Now, if, if people have been saying, you know, wrongful things about the one sitting next to you, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Amen. So as we go to Matthew 16, verse 18, and I'm taking it from the TPT. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe I am? 14. They answered, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Now I would like us to go back to the verse 14 where it said, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. You know, when we, when we read the word convince, when someone says the person is convinced, it means that my mind is made up. It means that what I believe is what I believe. Whatever you say does not matter anymore. This is what I believe. So some of the people were saying, we are convinced that he is John the baptizer, but by now we know that Jesus Christ was not John the baptizer. Amen. He is our savior. Amen. He is the living God. Amen. Amen. So that brings me to um, one of the times when I went to write exam and when I'm done writing exam you know when you studied well and you come out of the exam you you have the feeling that you did well and then some of your um, your study mates will be discussing their answers and what kills me the most what doesn't even help is if the ones that are discussing the answers are the ones that you think are the smartest of the class and when their answers do not align with your answers, now your certainty, the way you were convinced about being correct while you were writing your exam, it all has disappeared. But thanks to God, that wasn't always the case. That because, because they thought they were right, you know, that I was wrong. But I'm saying this to make the point that it's not every time that when your circumstance seems, seems convincing, means that it's the truth. 
yes you might feel sick and I'm not going to say you are sick because we've been learning here at ACC that in Christ there is no sickness so you might feel sick you might feel that you are broke your circumstances may look like they are very negative and yes we we do we do check our our, our facts we're not ignorant of what our facts are at ACC we won't tell you that deny your facts but what we will do is point you to Christ because he is the way the truth and the life and that no one comes to the Father except through him so when you don't know what to do in life when you don't know how to navigate through your circumstances Jesus Christ is saying I am the way if you just come to me I will show you the way gone are the days that you have to do it all by yourself gone have are the days that you have to figure it all out by yourself he is saying I am the way and about the lies that we have been feeding our minds he is saying I am the truth forget your past forget all the things that you've been through forget all the things that people have been saying about you come to me and I will review all truths concerning you amen and if you feel like you know I'm, I'm carrying so much burden of this life on my shoulder and weet je soms soms voelt het alsof het leven je verstrikt weet je soms voelt het alsof je even geen adem kan halen soms voelt het alsof het gewoon hey ga, ga ik volg, het, het volgende moment wel halen Jezus zegt ik ben het leven I am the life I give life. You can't find life anywhere else. Listen, if we were able to do it ourselves, we would not be here. If we were able to do it ourselves, everybody would be living a perfect life without Christ. But in Christ, we find perfection. In Christ, we find life. Amen. Amen. Bear with me. I'm trying to get back to my notes. And I'm a bit zenuwachtig. <laughs> amen, amen. My name is Blessing. So as we continue in reading Matthew 16, verse 14 to 16. So I already read where um, they said that indeed they were convinced. And I'll jump to 16 where Simon Peter spoke and said, You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, You are favored and privileged Simeon, son of Jonah. For you didn't discover this on your own. But my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter a stone and this rock. And we already know by now that this rock was not Peter. We have, it has been explained to us that the rock is Jesus Christ. Amen. And this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly and the power of that will not be able to empower it. Amen. And as we go on 
in 19, he says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom's realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He then gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. From then on, Jesus began to clearly reveal to his disciples that he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer injustice from the elders, leading priests and religious scholars. He also explained that he would be killed and three days later be raised to life again. Amen. Well, we understand from this, this, this scripture that after Peter revealed who Jesus was, now Jesus couldn't sit still. He was like, oh shoot, I have to tell them who I really am. I have to reveal purpose unto them. I have to let them know that I won't be walking with you all the time in, in physical. I have to let you know that I have come to give my life for you. Amen. So it makes us understand that whenever Jesus Christ is revealed, purpose is revealed. Amen. So I speak today over us that us, Jesus Christ, is being revealed over us every time through our social media channels, on Sundays, uh, during Sunday service, during Bible Academy, when you are in your secret places, reading the Bible, praying. I pray that as Jesus is revealed to you all the time, that you will know purpose. No person here at ACC, and therefore no person linked to you, will live a life of no purpose, will live a life of not knowing when we were in the back, and this is why I'm saying the Spirit of the Lord is all over this place this, today. When we were in the back praying, Pastor um, asked us to pray for formlessness. He was he, we, we had to pray that each and every one who is living a life wherein the, pers wherein, wherein the life doesn't seem like it has form. Je weet niet waar je heen gaat. Je weet niet of je naar links moet. Je weet niet of je naar rechts moet. Je weet niet of je het moet oppakken of het moet laten liggen. Je weet niet of je moet beginnen of je het moet laten gaan. Het lijkt allemaal vormloos. Maar we spraken uit in gebed dat een ieder. Dat anyone will have life that has shape. That will have purpose. Amen. 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 And as we continue in 22, after that Jesus revealed his purpose unto them. Now Peter, the one who revealed Jesus Christ, and we have been hearing this during the weeks. He now took Jesus aside, you know, as if I am taking our pastor aside. Pastor John, I know God has revealed things to you concerning ACC, maar weet je niet, we zijn moe. Elke keer. Bible Academy, we moeten naar oefening. We hebben zoveel te doen. Hoezo HCC nu? Hoezo naar Rotterdam? Weet je? Dan zeg je tegen beste alsjeblieft, kom even. En dan zou pastoor tegen mij, hey Satan. Away from me now. That's what Jesus was doing with Peter. He told Peter, he turned to Peter and said, get out of my way. You Satan. 
You are a hindrance to me because your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoints and not with the ways of God. I pray that we will be able, as Jesus is revealed unto us and as our purposes are all clear to us, that any hindrance which comes in the way of a friend, which comes in the way of a colleague, even a job that is not yours to take, Anything that comes to you that is coming to hinder us for, from fulfilling our purpose. We say away from me. Away from me in the mighty name of Jesus. Away from me. Y'all are here sitting as if nobody experiences hindrances. Listen, I have experienced a lot of hindrances in my life. And I'm not going to tell them all right now because then I'll be crying and nobody has time to console me right now. I'm already shaky. But I believe each and every one of us, we have, we have endured some hindrances in our life. You might be even sitting in a hindrance right now. But you speak it out. You speak out and you say, away from me, hindrance. Whatever you are, away from me. Because there is a purpose assigned to my life. Amen. Amen. So when it comes to purpose... I would like us to um, study a, a case study um, taken from the book of Esther. And because of time, I won't read everything. So I will give you a, a background story beforehand. I think most of the ladies know who Esther is, also known as Queen Hadassah, right? So Esther was a Jew who lived in the time King Xerxes um, reigned. And the king had a wife, the queen, Queen Vashti. And one day during um, their feast, the king was very delighted, you know. Hij had, had heerlijk gegeten, lekker gedronken. En hij dacht, roep mijn vrouw voor mij. <laughs> so he summoned for, uh, for his wife. And for those who don't really read the Bible, I'm telling you, the Bible is a, the most juiciest story book you will ever read. So get into the word of God. Amen. It won't only equip you, but it will give you good times. Amen. So he summoned for um, Queen Vashti and she refused to come. And um, out of anger, he, he, he asked, he required for his advisors and asking them, now, now what? According to our laws, according to the Persian customs, now what? What do I do? And they advised him to banish Vashti, Vashti from, you know, his kingdom, from the palace, that she no longer would be queen. And afterwards, um, after he did that, he listened to them and he sent out a decree. And after that decree, he sent agents into the, the country to go and catch all the, uh, the virgins, the young virgins, because the king is looking now for a new wife. So that's what they did. And amongst those ladies that they, they brought into the palace, um, one of them was indeed Esther. So I would like us to go to the book of Esther. Chapter 2, verse 
Esther chapter 2 verse 8. And I read in Jesus' name. As a result of the king's decree, and I read up until 10, as a result of the king's decree, Esther along with many other young women was brought to the king's harem at the fortress of Susa and placed in Haggai's care. Haggai was very impressed with Esther and treated her kindly. He quickly ordered a special menu for her and provided her with beauty treatments. He also assigned her seven mates, specially chosen from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maids into the best place in the harem. Esther had not told anyone of her nationality and family background because Mordecai had directed her not to do so. Amen. So um, Mordecai was her uncle, and he instructed her that um, she shouldn't tell anyone that she is a Jew because a Persian and a Jew could not get married at that time. And there was a purpose that needed to be fulfilled. Amen. So if you read further um, in the book of Esther, one day the, her uncle Mordecai was walking and one of the king's man, Haman, he was very pompous. You know, some, of, some people, when you give them a little bit power, they want to take all of it. When you give them one finger, they want to take your whole hand. When you give them one opportunity, now they think they can walk all over you. Don't be like those people. You know, when we are lifted up for all men to see, as we are set on high, we are still under Christ. Amen. So do not become pompous because the moment you begin to rely on your own strength, that's when your weaknesses are shown. So one of the weaknesses of Haman was pride. He, he wanted Mordecai to bow down before him. You know, I can, I can imagine Mordecai walking and Haman coming and he was like, everybody bow down before me. <laughs> and Mordecai was like, I only bow for one God and one God alone. And that is my God. Amen. And Haman wasn't, he wasn't having it. So now he, pl he plotted to kill Mordecai. And because his rage and his, his, his ego was so much tarnished, he not only wanted to kill Mordecai, he wanted to kill all Jews because Mordecai was a Jew. Now this is the point that I'm coming to. When Vashti said, I'm not coming to my king. We did not know that something was put into place. Vashti needed to make room for Esther to come. Vashti needed to go. If I was living at that time of age, at that, at that period of time, I would be like, ah, Vashti, your, your husband, your king, he is calling for you. Sister, go now. Why? <laughs> go and enjoy your husband. <laughs> but God had a purpose. She needed to make room. So as she went, and now Esther, and if you read in the Bible, Esther found um, favor with the other workers of the king. You know, they, they gave her her own room because it took all the ladies, they, it took them 12 months. They were preparing them, you know, with all, 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 all kinds of fragrances. If you read the Bible, it explains it all. 
you know, imagine you being prepared with all kinds of fragrances for 12 months because you are about to fulfill purpose. So you might be hidden somewhere now. You might be in a situation where you're like, ah, God, you know, my peers are going. And now, nu zeggen ze ook nog in de kerk, the church is marching on. Hoe bedoel je, the church is marching on? I am stuck. I'm stuck. But in your stuckness, I want you to tune your heart and your mind to God that there might be a reason why you're still stuck in this place. You might be being prepared for what is ahead of you. There are things that need to be, you know, you, you, word in a, you word geformed. You're being put together. Things that need to go are going. Things that need to come are coming. And it takes time. Last time when I preached, I said, when you are cooking, it takes time. A good meal takes time. Tell your neighbor, you are a good meal. You are a good meal and it takes time. Your purpose is a good meal and it takes time. Amen. So Esther was made for a time like that. She was made for a time that God could foresee. You know, our God is such a great God. Even before creation, he knew everything. He knew you. And we always tell you that he knew you even before you were formed in the womb of your mother. So God knew before Haman would become pompous and, and decide to kill Mordecai and other Jews. He knew that Haman would do it. So he needed to create and make space for Esther to come. And now to get, get, get a place to sit next to the king. You know when a wife is speaking to a husband... You know, I live with my parents and when my father is a little bit annoyed, my mother has her ways, you know. I believe our pastora has her ways with our pastor, you know, to calm him down. So I, I, I trust and I believe that Esther would have thought, oh my God, okay, I'm actually a Jew. And the Jewish people are now in danger. But one thing we should not forget that it was their in their custom and in their law the 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 queen could not appear before the king without him asking for her to come and as she wanted you know to save her people's lives she needed to do something however the king had not asked her to come and if you just step into a room where you are not asked to step into in that time she was risking her life you know, she was, she was risking to, to, to be killed. However, she was like, if I die, I die. Because there is a purpose that needs to fulfill. Isn't that the same thing that Jesus Christ did? He was looking into Peter's eyes and he was like, if I die, I die. Because there is a purpose that needs to be fulfilled. There are people sitting here in Amsterdam City Church. There are people marching on in Christ. There is a church, oh God. There is a church that is moving into the world, spreading the word of God. And they are about to save people's lives. So Peter, I do not have time for what you are saying right now. I have to do what I have come to do. And that is to save your life. Amen. So imagine if, if Esther was not, because at that time she didn't, she hasn't, she did not already say that she was a Jew. Had she said prematurely, because if she had said, I am a Jew, 
She wasn't lying, right? But she obeyed what her uncle told her, told her to, to be quiet and not speak of who she really is. Amen. You know, sometimes a good thing done at the wrong time still gives us bad results. So timing is everything. Timing in Christ is everything. Timing in Jesus is everything. In everything that we are doing in, at our workplace, in our schools, in our circles, everything that we do, timing is everything. And that's why I appreciate our, our pastor so much because you could run to him with something. In ACC, we have so many creatives. Anyone here is creative. Anyone here hears from God. Everyone here has good ideas. And if you, you will run to pastor and say, pastor, this is what I feel we would do. And he will look you in the eye and not be afraid of you and tell you, this is not the time. We have other things to, 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 to worry about. So timing is everything. Amen. Amen. So if we go back to Matthew 16, 18, and I read, that, I read it already. And it says that I give you the name, you know, Peter, as he said, and it goes on. And then we jump to 19 and it says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. We have been given keys to release things, to forbid things. However, many Christians, if, if God would reveal it unto you, we are looking like we are changed to our chairs. We are looking like we we are changed to our, our life, our circumstances. Circumstances are swallowing us up. Sometimes you, are, you can be so much in your thoughts that if anyone just taps on your shoulder, it like, huh, what gebeurt er? Je schrikt helemaal. Waarom? Omdat je helemaal verzonken bent in je gedachten. Verzonken bent in de dingen om je heen. Gisteren stond ik um, in de Zara. <laughs> I am, I, I, am, I am in rehab. I will stop buying from Zara one day. Amen. I was standing in the line of Zara and one of, um, one of the uh, ladies I know, she, she saw me and she was waving at me, but I didn't see her. And then she tapped at my shoulder and then, you know, I was like, huh, what is happening? And it was all because even though my body was in the Zara, my mind was thinking, so I am really preaching tomorrow. <laughs> I was standing there and it, the, the thought of me standing here in front of God's people, it was swallowing me up. So I, I'm saying this to, to draw your mind to the fact that you hold the keys, you know, to unleash things and to close things. You know, this week I was, I was in my, um, I, I was going to work and I was sitting, I, I got in the bus and the bus was very crowded and um, when the bus was crowded, a little girl, um, I was sitting next to a little girl, I think around the, the age of 10. And she then told me, um, she was looking at me. I could feel that the girl was looking at me. And all of a sudden she was like, mevrouw, mevrouw, kan je opstaan zodat mijn vriendin naast me kan komen zitten? 
En hij was like, huh? Hoe bedoel je? Je bent tien of zo, weet je? Je bent hartstikke sterk. Je vriendin is vast ook hartstikke sterk. Ik ben ook sterk, maar ik zit al. Dus ik blijf gewoon zitten. Ik, ik ga niet doen alsof ik een hele nobele christen was in, in die bus. Ik bleef gewoon zitten, weet je? You have to give my life to Christ. But I say this to say that this girl... She asked of me to, to stand up. And while she was doing that, she was making ha- um, hand signals to her friend that... Kom zitten, kom zitten, want die vrouw gaat opstaan. <laughs> Toch? Dat is wat ze deed. And I love the fact that she did that because that's not how we are all the time. When, because we have the keys, we hold the keys. Whenever we speak things, we are still like this. We are speaking power, but we are still sitting as if power is not giving unto us. This girl said to me, can you, can you upstand? And she keek me aan van, ga je nog opstaan? Whenever you say, you tell something in your life to move, you expect it to move. And as it niet weggaat, dan pak je het bij het haar. Of je pakt het van waar je het ook kan pakken. En je grijpt het en je trekt het mee. En je zegt, jij uit mijn leven. Jij gaat weg. Anxiety uit mijn leven. Ziekte uit mijn leven. Angst uit mijn leven. Poverty uit mijn leven. Alles wat Christus niet gezegd heeft, uit mijn leven. That's what we are all about in Jesus Christ. We speak out. And as we are marching on in Christ, as this month is, as we are marching on, you know, last month it was the ninth month and it, it signifies the month of birth. And this month is, is the tenth month and it, it, it is so prophetic to me that in the tenth month, now we got the team, the church is marching on. And I'm saying this to say that when birth has come, When you are born again, after that you have given your life to Christ, you march on in Christ. You don't just sit on your salvation. You take your salvation and you move in your salvation. And as you are moving in your salvation, people need, people need to be saved. So as I'm bringing my message to an end, I want us all to stand up. And go to the last slide, if they can. And the last slide, it shows uh, two athletes. And one of the athletes is tired or whatever, happen- whatever that happened to him. And he can't go on. As the church is marching on, you're misschien moe. You're ben misschien gebroken. You weet even niet waar je moet staan. You weet niet hoe het allemaal, hoe het eraan toe gaat. En je denkt, ja, deze meid staat daar wel en ze heeft het over Jezus. Maar wie is hij eigenlijk? Hij is de enige redder. Hij is de enige die wij aan jou kunnen geven. In ACC zullen we je alleen maar sturen naar Jezus Christus. Want wij kunnen je teleurstellen. Degene naast jou kan je teleurstellen. Maar Jezus Christus zal dat nooit doen. Dus op dit moment vraag ik je je ogen te sluiten als het koor komt en me helpt in in zang. En wil ik dat je je ogen sluit... And I want you to picture you in your circumstance. Picture picture you yourself leaning on God. Leaning on Christ Jesus. That God, as this church is marching on. As we are marching on, moving on in, in life. As I am tired. And fill it in for yourself. Vul het in voor jezelf. Zeg tegen God wat je dwars zit. Zeg tegen God waar je tegenaan loopt. Zeg tegen God waar je tegenaan loopt. Want hij is de enige rok. 
De enige rots op wie we kunnen leunen. Hij zal je er doorheen slepen. Hij is de enige die je leven kan geven. Give me you. Anything else can wait. 